Now on Nights, it's time for Food and Wine with Ben Maloof. Uh, ben, back in a couple of weeks' time. Coming up, a question for you. Is it appropriate to eat pizza with a knife and fork? Now, I've been known to do it. I'd go as far as to say, and I know this is going to be controversial, pizza tastes better with a knife and fork. I don't know why. I have experimented with this, and it tastes better. It's a little like, say, if you drink a soft drink, a Coca-Cola, lemonade, or for that matter, beer. It tastes better if you're drinking it from a glass. There's no debate in that. Glass or a glass bottle tastes much better than a can. Well, we'll get to the truth in just a moment with the CEO of Domino's Pizza, but you tell me, 131873, is it okay to eat a pizza with a knife and fork, or a meat pie for that matter, a hamburger? Can you have a hamburger with a knife and fork? 131873, revelations during the week that Uber Eats makes us fat. Uh, <laughs> really? Isn't it just about self-control? Uber Eats is whereby you order takeaway food and it's delivered by a man on a motorcycle or a woman on a motorcycle or in the back of a car. Well, apparently it makes us, encourages us to overindulge and we're putting on weight as a result. Uber's has some bizarre requests that they receive from their customers and some strange food combinations. They report that strange combinations of food that are ordered via Uber Eats include apples with mustard, fish with cheese and mushrooms with tomato sauce. They've also recently had requests of deconstructed sandwiches. That's sending all the sandwich parts and allowing the person who's buying the sandwich to put it together themselves. Really? Uber Eats. And how about this for an odd request? This is actually a true story. Uber received a call recently, and the delivery driver was requested to, upon arrival at the home, to sing a song. Yes, to sing a song. Africa from Toto. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. This is Friday night. Clinton Maynard filling in for Luke Davis. Pizza has become very high-tech. I noticed this the other day. I, look, I regularly buy pizza, often have Domino's Pizza, and I noticed they have this new technology called a pizza checker. A D-O-M pizza checker. What's this about? Uh, Nick Knight is from Domino's and joins us on the program. G'day, Nick. Hey, Clinton. How are you today? I'm good, mate. Uh, What is your pizza checker? Pizza checker, or Dom, as we call him affectionately inside the organisation, is a camera that uses AI that sits above every cut table in our stores and uses that technology to instantly recognise things like the kind of toppings that are on a pizza, whether there's the right ones on there, whether there's spread correctly, and um, you know to make sure that the pizza meets our standard. So it's actually a machine, a scanning machine, that sits above where you make the pizzas to make sure that they're coming out the way you intend them to do? It sits above where the pizzas come out of the oven because sometimes things go wrong in the oven, so we want to make yeah. that our final <laughs> checkpoint. Um, and we, we use that technology to help guide our team members to get, to get it right as many times as, as we can. Can, can. can things go wrong when you're making a pizza? Yeah, sometimes it'll bubble up in the oven or, you know, it, it might, um, you know, get, get bumped up against some other pizzas and, and burn a little bit or, you know, we might have missed a topping. So we, we're using Pizza Checker to help our team members to um, keep it on point and it's an extra set of eyes and that's its only <laughs> job. So sometimes 
it gets busy in a pizza store and um, things get missed and we have a dedicated uh, person we call Dom who's or, or machine, I should say, who's, who's checking that quality every single time. Dom, the pizza checker. I, I know that Domino's, you, you have been at the forefront of technology when it comes to pizzas and, and takeaway food. Was it right that at one point you, you were actually trialling drone delivery? Yeah, we still have um, some trials around the world in New Zealand and other parts um, of the world where we, we're looking at that technology and looking and learning. And um, yeah, it's an interesting space to be. Do you think it will get to the point, maybe in 10 years' time, where, where pizzas are being delivered by drones? Regularly. Certainly will. Some pizzas will be delivered by drones, uh, I think, in the future. But uh, at the moment, it's, it's uh, trying to keep up with how many drivers we need. So that there's, there's a big demand for people who want to get delivered food. And I mm. think drones is going to be one of the ways that, that people can get it. I know the variation that uh, are offered by all pizza uh, companies these days is just massive. But I, I note that you're now offering vegan pizzas as well. Yeah, vegan has been um, a really uh, great thing for us, and I'm really proud of the, the vegan range that we have at Domino's. It's uh, um, something we originally put to our Facebook fans and on social to see if that was something people were interested in, and overwhelmingly uh, people said that they were, and so we put it in initially uh, as, a, as a limited time to see, and you know, now it's a, it's a very big staple and permanently on our menu. Now, I've got to ask you a bit of a left-field question here, Nick. I know as the managing director, the CEO of Domino's in this country, you're an expert in this field. I revealed to some of my colleagues here the other day at the radio station that I have been known, in fact, I did it recently, to eat pizza with a knife and fork. I maintain that's actually acceptable, that's a good thing, and pizza tastes better that way. What's your view? Well, uh, look, I hate to discriminate, but personally, I think I'd keep that one to myself when... <laughs> it's not acceptable. <laughs> Good on you, Nick. Really appreciate your time. No problems. Thanks for having me. Nick Knight, who's the CEO of Domino's Pizza in Australia and New Zealand. Yes, they have technology that now monitors the exact quality control of the pizza. But on that issue, 131873, I can take your calls on this one. Do you eat pizza with a knife and fork? I know. I'm rare. Nick, I don't eat pizza with a knife and fork every time I sit down to eat some pizza with the family. But we went out a couple of weeks ago and we were at a pizza place and the pizza came out and was very hot. It was very hot. And there were knife and forks on the table there. Now, they, they do, this place sells other food other than just pizza. And obviously, the knife and forks were there. But I used the knife and forks to eat the pizza. And I have been known to do that over the course of several years. And I don't have a problem with it. I actually think it enhances the flavour of the pizza. You're not throwing it down your trap all at once. Do I have a problem? Is there anything wrong with using a knife and fork with a pizza? 131873 is the number. Uh, This is the Food and Wine Show. But I want to hear from you. Is it acceptable to eat pizza with a knife and fork? What about a hamburger? Hamburger? I mean, people eat meat pies all the time with a knife and fork. That's okay. Could you tuck into a hamburger with a knife and fork? (laughs) Let me know. 131873 is the number. Do you like chocolate? <laughs> Hang on, that's a silly question. Of course you like chocolate. Everyone likes chocolate. I've never come across a person who doesn't like chocolate. Well, when it comes to chocolate, in this country, I think it's fair to say the most iconic brand of chocolate is Daryl Lee. Daryl Lee's been around for 92 years, and they've evolved a fair bit in that time. And they've come out with a great new range of products, which take a, a different take on classics that Daryl Lee's been loved for for years. Uh, Tim Stanford is the marketing director of Daryl Lee, joins us on the show. Tim, I mean, it's fair to say that everyone loves chocolate, don't they? 
Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things that's near and dear to everyone's hearts, and it all—it always holds a lot of memories, um, and it just makes things better. No matter how <laughs> things get, chocolate just makes anything better. <laughs> yeah. Daryl Lee, you've, you've been through lots of different stages in your development in, in recent years, but certainly the company is back very strong at the moment, isn't it? Oh, yes, in a big in a in a big way. Um, in 92 years ago, well, the history of Daryl Lee is we were very much a, we were, when we had a retail network, um, we were we were very much about uh, chocolate and we were probably 80% of chocolate business. Um, when we went into administration um, and we had to close down the shops, we then almost overnight became a licorice business. Um, oh, but right. we've always been best known for our, uh, for our chocolate. We make we make enormous amounts of, uh, of, of licorice. We have, um, I think, in uh, um, we would do about 40,000 kilometres of licorice. Jeez. Um, enough to go around the world. So, um, yeah, we're a, we make amazing licorice. We're probably one of the best in the world, I'd say. Little old Australian business, probably one of the best in the world at making licorice. But, so, but most people, despite the fact that we're, we're a licorice business, um, most people know us best for chocolate. Um, so it was when we did some research uh, earlier on last year that the the thing that uh, uh, Daryl Lee stood for most was all about chocolate. So it just made sense for us to say, okay, how do we get into the biggest, most dynamic chocolate category in the market, which is block chocolates? Um, so we spent a long time beavering away about how we actually come up with some recipes because there's some some great competitors out there that have some good products. How do you beat them? I know in recent times, for instance, one of your competitors, Arnott's, has has got into the chocolate game. There's there's now variations of Jats in a chocolate, nice Vovos in a chocolate. So it's a very it's a very um, odd market at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's incredibly competitive, but. Um, innovation and new products just seems to grow the market. People love chocolate. Um, they buy a lot of chocolate in uh, in Australia. Australia is very much a, a block chocolate market as opposed to many other markets that are um, uh, bars and things like that. We're very much a sort of block chocolate market here. Um, and another sort of uh, thing about Australia, because we're big meat eaters in Australia, um, in many other parts of the world, people suck chocolate. Um, a quirky thing that Australians do is we don't so much suck chocolate, we bite and we chew chocolate. Um, so European chocolates tend to be thin, um, thin, um, thin pieces of chocolate. Um, here, people love uh, big, big pieces of chocolate, which was one of the reasons that we we developed the pip structure or the little um, the little bite sized pieces. Um, bigger so that people we could get more ingredients in it because our product is all about amazing ingredients and how much ingredients that we can actually put in so we've taken we've taken some of our taken some of the classics that we make like rockley road and recreated that in a block chocolate which has been a really challenging task because marshmallows float in chocolate so to get them <laughs> to sink in chocolate and mix up with peanuts and mix up with um, with toasted coconut has proved quite, quite challenging. Six Great. new blocks of chocolate. You're offering a caramel craving, peppermint party time, peanut brittle, fruitier and nuttier, licorice and rockley road. Just before I go, the Europeans suck on chocolate. Now I've I've been I'm born and bred in this country. 
So I've only ever known biting chocolate, Tim. Europeans suck on chocolate? Europeans suck on chocolate. Yeah, they tend to <laughs> suck on chocolate. Asia sucks on chocolate, whereas we bite into chocolate. Um, so, but that's, that's a really important part of how we've developed our products. So you get, you, first of all, you get texture. You, first of all, you get texture, so you crunch something. Then you get a flavor hit. And then you get that overwhelming sort of uh, real mouth-watering, enveloping your taste buds of chocolate. Congratulations on the new range, Tim, available now in Woolworths. Thanks for your time, Tim. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Tim Tanford, who's from Daryl Lee. Uh, 131873, do you suck on chocolate? I must admit, I've never sucked on chocolate. When I've eaten a chocolate bar or a block of chocolate... I'm always biting chocolate, not not sucking on chocolate. One three one eight seven three.